0: Are you longing for real-life change and lasting impact? And More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Lisa Pulliam, the founder of More To Be, host of the More To Be podcast, and I'm here to help you think biblically and live transformed, to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. I'm really excited about today's episode. I have Kaylee back with me again, which is a sweet time. Welcome, Kaylee. Thank you. It's so good to be back. So good to be back. So what you guys don't know is that she and I were just praying together before we started recording this podcast. And I started crying as I was thanking God for the fellowship time that Kaylee and I have. And so I just want to, before we even get into this episode, find somebody that you can have a touch point with. And mm. Skype, even if they're across the miles, because when Kaylee and I get on to record these episodes, we're seeing each other, and for me, it's as good for the soul as sitting down with a cup of coffee in hand, right? You know, I wish I could hug you, but I know, right? I mean, this is good sister time. yep, I feel
1: the same way. I wish we could do this in person, but this is the best alternative is to be able to just connect with you and to um to just share time in the word. I mean, honestly, like I have other friends who I hang out with, but to me, like the deepest connection is with you and other girlfriends who there's this bond of Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good segue because one of the things that we're going to be doing in 2019 is using Brave Together to kind of cultivate those relationships. And we're going to talk about that at the end of today's Mm -hmm. episode, but how brave together could be that touch point with somebody that's a hundred miles away from you and get you into that depth of being in the word. So we'll circle back around to that.
1: Yeah. I'm totally excited about brave together this next year. So it'll be good.
0: Me too. Me too. So today we're talking about ending our years well, and mm-hmm. then uh living intentionally into the next year. And so this is something uh, that has some structure to it for me that I've been doing for years upon years. I was trying to think how far back it started. But it's a whole I have a whole worksheet that I have available on the More to Be shop called Equipped and where I just it's it's a framework that has enabled me to see God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And spurs on my faith tremendously at the end of every year. You got
1: to tell me more about this because I remember just maybe it was even last year. I remember on your Instagram feed, you, you know, picking your word and explaining how you go about this process of like selecting a word that kind of guides you through the next year. And I was like, I think that's the coolest thing. But I've never gotten into New Year's resolutions. I've never gotten into kind of that. Um, you know, setting myself up for the next year, although it's kind of funny because I'm a very goal oriented person. But I guess I just kind of roll with it. It's not like the whole, oh, here's the new year and kind of what are you setting up for it? And yet it really intrigued me when I saw your word for last year. And it was like, huh, I think that's so cool that there's like this guiding kind of idea that encapsulates everything. So anyways, I'd love to hear more about though your process and how you go about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure hopefully our our listeners would too, so.
0: Right, right. And and the way I end up with that one word, I mean, I've been doing this forever, long before the one word movement became – a thing. Mm-hmm. And actually, when the one word movement became a thing, I was like, that was my thing. What are you yeah. all doing? <laughs> Copy me. You know, that was my initial can reaction. React, can you
1: copyright that kind of stuff? <laughs> I don't
0: know. But there, are pe- there were people that bought the URL, one word. And I was like, why did I not do that? <laughs> you know, missed an opportunity. But I, what happened for me, if I, I was thinking this morning, trying to go all the way back, when did this first start? So it has to be like 12 or more years ago, I read. Wow. Yeah. This is a long time I've been doing this. I read Anne Ortland's book, Disciplines of a Beautiful Woman. And it okay. was recommended to me by a friend who I went to Debbie and said, How have you raised your daughter the way you've raised her? Because I mm-hmm. want to do the same thing. And Sarah is about 10 years older than Leah. And so she gave me this book, an old book from the 70s. And I. It was right before Thanksgiving. I remember we were away and we were at my sister-in-law's and I read the whole book in the weekend. And I felt like I had sat down for a cup of tea with a woman in her 70s. And part Mm -hmm. of me was like, I want to be you. I want to live with the intentionality that you live Mm -hmm. with. Uh, She is uh, passionate about discipleship and sharing the gospel. She was intentional about how many clothes she had in her wardrobe so that she wouldn't be consumed with like Mm. getting dressed in the morning. She was intentional about keeping lists in a big planner on on when she connected with different people that she was discipling. I mean, there was just, it oozes intentionality. Okay. And when I read all of that, I'm like, I want to do this, but in modern times. And mm-hmm. over the next like three years, I basically started creating my own worksheets in the modern version. And I actually had a planner at one point called the Living Intentionally Planner. I did an entire 12-month series at, at a website that I contributed to that I can't remember the name of. I mean, I spent a lot of time creating coaching content around mm-hmm. this concept. And then um, I got the book contract for Meet the New You. And as I was writing Meet the New You, which wasn't my idea, it, it was my agent's idea to write this book. And mm. I kind of went into it a little bit begrudgingly at first. And I realized halfway through writing that book that everything that I had been doing, it was the modern version of Anne Ortland's book, Just uh. the Beautiful Woman, was the modern version. And, and a lot of that content went into Meet the New You. So okay. when that Meet the New You came out, Equipped kind of went, the resource and the Living Intentionally Planner kind of went to the background because Meet the New You was, it was too much duplicate stuff. Right. All that to say, I'm years out of Meet the New You being released and I have just thrown myself back into the simplicity of the Equipped worksheet. And it, it's broken down. I've got mine in front of me from this past year. It's broken down into three different parts Explore, uh, embrace, and engage. And so the explore part is what scripture verses best capture the truths that have marked my life. And every year, I'm adding verses to it. So it's a two-column page on my worksheet, and it's a column and a half of Bible verses.
1: But no, so you just
0: keep adding to it each year. You don't like, okay, this... yeah. I keep ah, adding I like that. So like my, my top verse in the list is Romans fifteen thirteen. may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm. And then
0: it, it goes into like, I've got Colossians and first Peter and Proverbs 31, which was our theme for this past mm-hmm. season, uh, second Corinthians, John ten ten. I mean, hard and heart stuff, taking captive thoughts. And it just keeps on going on and on. And and these are verses that are like my go-to reminders of the life Mm -hmm. that God wants me to lead. lead. And then um, from that, I'm looking, usually I start like around November, I start intentionally praying, God, what's your word for me for the next year? What, Mm. what truths are you impressing upon my heart? And it's truths that like, I feel like I need to learn at a deeper level that I've run from, or that are uncomfortable to move into. And so this past year, for 2018, um, the verse that I ended up landing on, I had two verses. Uh, Philippians 4.11 was one of them. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content in whatever I, had, I have. And my word for the year ended up being contentment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yet... I talk to my friend Carrie about this all the time. She doesn't get one word. She gets phrases and multiple phrases, which I think is very reasonable. So um, not long (laughs) into 2018, God was really impressing upon me his real love. And so Mm -hmm. my word contentment kind of has marked the whole year, but also fell a little bit uh, to the background Mm
1: -hmm. while this
0: idea of bathing in the real love of God And being a vessel, the real love of God has taken a a forerunner place. Okay, and so as I'm moving into 2019, I'm like, God, what word do you have for me? And and I have a little post-it note here on my desk. Is it clarity, beloved, overflow, holy? Like these are kind of the themes Mm -hmm. that I'm praying about, speaking about, writing about, feeling like I'm hearing every place I go. And What's neat is when you begin to turn to God and say, show me the truths from your words that you want me to embrace, things start popping off of pages and out of podcasts and out of sermons. And you're like, oh my word, I think that may be a word that he wants me to pay mm-hmm. attention to.
1: Well, I think the other thing as you're talking, it's like, it's this sweet time then that's very personal between you and God.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like
1: that, you know, you think about, a a beautiful father-daughter relationship. And I know a lot of us have had struggles with our earthly father-daughter relationships, but, you know, when you kind of distance yourself from that and set up this beautiful whole relationship with God, the Mm -hmm. father, and then having him like whisper these words or this, this concept into your life, it just feels, I don't know. There's, there's that really warm embrace and just that, um, that beauty that happens yeah. Like on an intimate level that I think we all really long for with a a father figure. Yeah. Um and and it can have like that effect by saying, Okay, like just show me. I mean, let's yeah. take the time to spend in communion together and show me
0: what you want me to focus on this year. Yeah. It it makes you sensitive to his still small voice. Mm-hmm. Where the rest of our lives tend to be caught up in the noise. Mm. It 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 brings you in. And so what I end up doing with my worksheet, I mean, you can see it right here on Skype. I mean, I've got it folded and it's in my Bible. And I just pull it out every couple months to see how things are going. Because after I get through that first part, which is picking the verse, right. then, um then it moves into the embrace. And so the embrace part is, what do you feel God has made you to do who do you feel he has called you to serve and where do you feel his pleasure most of all? And so when I'm talking about that pleasure, I'm thinking about that scene from Eric Little in Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. And if if our listeners have not seen that, just Google it. Go to YouTube and yeah. type in Eric Little, Chariots of Fire. But basically, he's in this exchange with his sister, who's basically like reprimanding him and admonishing him that it's time for him to go to the missions field in China. That's what he's been called to do. And he says to her very kindly, he says, basically, I will. But right now, I feel God's pleasure when I run fast. Mm -hmm. And I only noticed the run part for years. Stephen actually pointed out to me, Lisa, it's not just run. It's like run fast. It's very specific. Right, And he said, when I'm done running fast, I'm going to the missions field. Mm -hmm. And so I think that God – I always think about that as that God does want us to have pleasure and Mm -hmm. joy as we serve him. And so looking for those pleasure places is not wrong. It's an opportunity to say, okay, how do I join you in that, God? Right. Uh, Well,
1: and the other thing about that, too, to me is that it goes back to that there's seasons in our life. Like he was – and his story is amazing. Like I've, yes, I would agree. If you take the time to watch the movie or read a book about his life, because it's, it's very inspiring, but he, um, and it goes back to, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before. Like it goes yeah. back to that. We can serve God in whatever capacity we're in right now. Yes. Like he was preaching the whole time that he was training. Yep. Um, and then, you know, he's on this world stage which opened up a whole host of opportunities to talk about his faith. Right. And when he took that stand for not running on the Sabbath. Um, and then he's like, yeah, of course, I'm going. You, know, He had a heart for missions. And he did. He went over and served so faithfully mm-hmm. overseas in China. Um, but like that was a different season. Yeah. and. But it didn't matter whichever season he was in, like he was faithful to God in everything. Right, and he didn't lose sight of that. No,
0: um, no, yeah, yeah, he he joined him in it, and then, you know that, right. those are words from Henry Blackaby and experiencing God that I picked up around the same time that okay. I was doing all this. I had been doing the the experiencing God study and changed my perspective on. Stop asking God, what is your will for my life? And start asking mm-hmm. God to show you where he's already working that you may join him in it. Mm-hmm. And so this list, the embrace list for me, it started with like five five points. And now it's up to um, 11. So at, when I printed this out in last year, uh, number 10 was to be generous to others with my resources and talents. And that mm-hmm. was part of my struggle with contentment. Generosity was the antidote to, con- you know, to, con- mm. to discontentment for me but then I even penciled something in afterwards 11 to love with real love from God mm. and that was something that he's taught me through the year so as I go back to this over the year I just handwrite things in and I scribble on it and then from those points uh, I move into can you sum it up in one or two sentences as a mission statement for your life okay and that has even like grown over this past year. So my mission statement takes kind of the key words from each of the points. So for example, um, in my point two is to live as God's chosen daughter, embracing his holiness and love and choosing to express compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience with others. That is one of the things he has made me to do. Right. Right. And so it's not, it's not what I get paid to do. It's, who I am as a child mm-hmm. of God. And so the first sentence in my mission statement is, I am chosen by God to declare the good news through first being filled up by him so that I can overflow onto my family. Now that overflow comes from that Romans 15:13. Right. Right. Then my community and beyond with a heart passionate about equipping women to impact the next generation with biblical truth that leads to authentic transformation and understanding the real love of God. So they, that and understanding the real love of God, it was an add-on. Mm. Um, I pray, and then here's my a prayer that I put in here. I pray that God, the source of all hope, will infuse my life with an abundance of joy and peace in the midst of my faith journey, so that his hope will overflow through the power of the Holy Spirit into my marriage, motherhood, and missional work. And that I actually have in a frame sitting on my desk. So do you change your mission statement then every year? No. Okay. The mission statement is is being okay. carried I was, forth.
1: Right, I was going to say, I was like, okay, but how does that that mm-hmm. piece work? So that stays the same. That stays, and the then same. you're adding Bible verses that are really touching to you throughout. Like you yeah. keep that as a running list, and then, um,
0: and then you're keeping the the goals though as a running list, or like yeah, I would call them. It's under the embrace part, which is who has God made you. Okay. You know, what has he called you to do? Who are you called to serve? And how has he made you to glorify him? And so the mission part kind of comes underneath that. And my mission is about um, the principles of God's word, not Mm -hmm. the accomplishments of my life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's about the people and the principles, not the, the actual doing. Because then when I move into the engaged part, That is, what measurable goals within each priority area would you like to set for the next 12 months? That's where now you've got all this guiding direction, it moves into action.
1: Right, because if you think about that, like, missional motherhood and being intentional that you're raising your children to know and love God, then you can say, well, they're at this stage in life right now. And so I want to engage in doing devotional Bible study with them, or I want to, you know, I need to do more intentional taking them out on -on one-on-one, you know, quote unquote dates um, that we're taking mom and son time or mom and daughter time away from the rest of the family or that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly.
0: So in that engage section, there are, uh, I think it's four priorities here. Yeah, for uh, three priority areas. Priority one is relationship with God and growing spiritually. So that's between mm-hmm. you and the Lord. Relationship two, uh, priority two is relationship with others and spreading the gospel. And priority three is stewarding time, talents, and treasures. Okay. And you you can make the the sections in this as long or as short as possible. So in priority one, relationship with God and growing spiritually, I have my quiet time, and then I have scripture and Bible study. I treat those separately. Because the quiet time to me is, is meeting with God. The Mm -hmm. scripture and Bible study is the studying his word, right? Can overlap. But so in each of those two points, I basically just kind of spell out what I'm going to do. So one of the things I had pray for the family member on their birth date each month. Well, also in my notes, I have failed. (laughs) i i failed to effectively do that this past year and i would see the date on the calendar and their name and be like what am i supposed to do what (laughs) never it never it was a great idea failed to execute so i will not carry that forward for 2019 i'm gonna change that up because it was a good idea but it didn't work um that's, that's nice to know because I had, <laughs> there,
1: were, there were certain things like ministry-wise that I had laid out like I was going to do just to make sure that I'm being intentional of staying connected with the girls that I've been mentoring now that they've yeah. left high school and gone on to college. And there are certain things that I have done well and there's other things that was like, yeah, that didn't work. That and didn't work. Yeah. That didn't work. And I'm learning to be a little more gracious with myself and say, that's not, you've still accomplished things, you know? Yes. Um, But, so look at something, rework it. That's not necessarily then in your wheelhouse. Yes. Or it's just something that's, like, time-wise. Because one of the things, I had the idea, I was like, I love, I mean, I love getting mail. Like, who doesn't like getting, like, something personal, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to write them a handwritten card and mail it to them. Mm -hmm. Um. Once, uh, I don't know, I think maybe I set it up for like twice a year. So like I set it in there, put a reminder in my calendar. If any of them are listening, sorry, girls. (laughs) I had best intentions. Anyways, (laughs) but I just like, it was like, okay, they're all at college. Like, how do I get addresses? Like there was all these big things that suddenly kind of came in that with the rest of life, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but I reach out through text or other things. And, you know, so it's like, okay, well, that's working, but the other isn't. And that's okay. And I think yeah. that's part of the process, though. I think in, in the challenge that a lot of us face is that then when we've failed or yeah. we don't accomplish the goal, it's like, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. And we right. kind of give up on the whole thing. And it's like, no, okay, your overarching goal yeah. and principle is great. What's another tactic yeah. or way to implement it that's totally. gonna work better?
0: Totally. If it it this can't be a checklist that gets right. graded like A, you got an A plus at the end <laughs> of the year versus an F. What it needs to be is a guide for making intentional choices and then mm-hmm. when something doesn't work, being self-reflective with the Lord and saying, What was the you know, my heart motive in it was this, but my my application didn't work. Is there another way that I can apply this? Or was I, you know, going in in a wrong direction? Did he have me accomplish something else that I didn't intend? Mm-hmm. And so when you do your evaluations, like I find if I do like a check-in in, you know, June-ish and then September-ish, I'm looking for – is there anything that I haven't done that I still have an opportunity to try to put mm. in place? And is there anything that I have done that just didn't work that I need to take off the list? And is there anything that God put on the list I didn't even see coming that I can praise him for and understand that the rerouting was because he had another plan? So, yeah, this really comes up a lot for me in the priority two and three. So in the priority two, I have it broken down between family, church, friends, community and beyond. And, you know, one of the ways like under and Beyond, I had look for a way to serve a local need as a family at least one time. I have no record of doing that, but I'm sure we did. But I can't think of anything significant. Right. Be open to serving at this particular organization using pro bono coaching. I tried. I met with the organization multiple times. I offered my services. I got Highlands to give complimentary assessments to the the participants in this organization I gave my wholehearted effort to it and the thing has royally failed (laughs) and so I don't look at that and see I failed I looked at that and said I I submitted into an area that I was uncomfortable and that's not what God had for me and now I'm free to move on yes um another area like I could see um Under family, I listed one thing for, like, each child and my husband that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And the one person I did not follow through with was my son. I had written down, give Luke my heart, time, and active attention, fishing with him in the summer. So I know, based on conversations I've had with Luke, I did the heart, the time, and the active attention. But I didn't go fishing with him. (laughs) And I'm glad that I feel a twinge of guilt over that Mm -hmm. because... I, I want that to happen. Yeah. Like I, I can, want
1: I could yeah. tell you to go ice fishing, but you don't live in Minnesota.
0: No, and <laughs> I don't <laughs> like Pennsylvania,
1: <it>. cold. <laughs> Pennsylvania probably does not get cold enough to
0: freeze over its it's lakes. Yeah. No, no. And please don't mention that to Luke. I hate to
1: call He'd be like, mom, quick, a trip to Minnesota. I know, I know. We can go get a shack and go ice fishing. <laughs> what
0: I think I'll put down here is that I I bend to his desire. We went and cut down a Christmas tree in the dark in 30-degree weather, <laughs> which was as closest to his Alaskan frontier dreams as I will get. So <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So then on priority three, under the stewarding time, talents and treasures, I actually under I put work, I have a gross income that is a goal. And then the neatest thing about that is that God has met that goal every year. And so when I get to that point, I am praising God that Mm -hmm. if I had not written down a goal, then I wouldn't have anything to praise him about. Mm. Right? I mean, that's true. It's, it's, um, I, had I another. think it's either,
1: it's easier for us to pass over it because right. it's like, Oh, well, this is how much I made this year. And, and we don't, we take it for granted then. And we don't yeah. praise him where you specifically putting down that yeah. as a goal,
0: then there, like you said, there's more intentionality that you notice it. Right. You see things that you would not normally see. I also yeah. put down, cut back from 50 hours a week to 30 to 40 hours per week, and I'm, getting to 40 but i'm not there yeah and so that will stay then i have ministry i have for me personally i have writing um i have speaking that's part of my story i have my boundaries on how many speaking engagements i'll take a Mm. year listed on this um i have um a category on next step for career and my vision for where i was in january doesn't exist at all right now uh total rerouting of that well and I sorry I
1: want to go back like just you saying about the speaking engagements there's that level of accountability then that I think there's a lot of times that you could easily say yes number one to extra um, to mm-hmm. extra speaking engagements one because you enjoy it two because it's a ministry and three then there's a financial like oh I need to go out and mm-hmm. you know do this because then there'll be more money coming in. And yet when you look at the fact of like God's provision of meeting year after year, your Mm -hmm. financial resources, and then you say, but I'm like, this is my goal for how much I'm working and how much I'm speaking, because both of those come back to then how much time I'm spending with my family, which is important. It It can keep you totally in check and balanced.
0: That is the that is the word. That is the dirty word of the hour is like balance. <laughs> is there such a thing as balance? And I would say it it keeps me accountable. Like I I could naturally live completely out of balance all the time.
1: Yeah, but do you think balance is also though something that is different for each person? Yes. Cuz somebody looks at my life and they're like you're so unbalanced. You're with a bunch of teenagers all of yeah. the time, and you know I'm going to the Christmas banquet this weekend. I could have said no, but my husband is having to run the audiovisual stuff, yeah. and so I'm I could let him do that by himself. But mm-hmm. for me, like I'm going to go with him because I'm spending time with them, and yep. you know who who doesn't want to go on a on a date with 250 kids, right? Right, right, right. So you know best. I get to get dressed up. And I'm heading out on a date with all these children. Yeah. Um, anyways, but, you know, it's somebody else on the outside. I know friends who are like, uh, cut back. Like, don't go do that. And yet this is like we enjoy doing it together. Yeah. And so
0: for me, this is balanced. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think that's beautifully put that the goal isn't to compare one to another, mm-hmm. but to take the formula of equipped here and the intentional living and then plug your content in just use the headlines and and say okay god what do you have for me here and so i even have i have our finances investments so it's personal i have my emotional and physical health which is the best one that i have on this list i if for no other reason i am so glad that i've done this for 13 or something years because every year i have put on it get to a healthy weight with a particular number
1: Uh and
0: uh I've had so that food is not my comfort or idol. 1 Corinthians 10:23. I have a gym goal, and for the first time ever, I've far surpassed my healthy goal weight. I've lost 25 pounds this year. I'm so excited I for am you. Not sick for the first time in 30 something, 40 something years, and food is no longer my idol and no longer my source of comfort. The the struggle's not over. It's still there. It was Mm -hmm. raging mad last night. I wanted to comfort myself with food and I I didn't. And so it killed me every year this time looking at number seven and saying, yep, didn't do that. Yep, didn't do that. Yep, didn't do that. And then this year seeing, oh God, look what you've done. You took me to the worst point of my health. Mm. To move me into a new choice to live holy, whole. And mm-hmm. and if I had not written this down, I don't think the joy would be as great.
1: Right. Well, in this also, though, that totally proves the point of not giving up. Yeah. And, you know, Paul talks about like perseverance, which builds such and such and on and on, yeah, you know, endurance. And, yeah. 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 Because um, it is easy to give up or to shove it aside and say, "Well, that didn't work," yeah. and I feel miserable because it didn't work. Well, take one more little small step. You like, know, I, I think we've talked about that before. It's it's one step at a time. Yeah. Because um, you might be able to, like, through God's grace, you conquer one thing, and then He's like, "All right, we're ready for the next one," and then you take another step. Yeah. Until you're at the point in time where he wants you
0: right right and so I think it's in the to go to the scriptures all of this is in the broad context of stewardship are we going to stewardship our our time our resources our bodies our relationships and with the end goal I always hear this in the back of my mind I want to see Jesus face to face and have him say to me well done good and faithful I know
1: I usually, when I think about that, I like, I'm, I'm, there have been many times where I'm praying that prayer and I just like, I start crying cause I'm like, Lord, that there's just like to desire to hear you say those words and to, to feel your embrace in that way. And to know that, that you're pleased with me as your daughter, like, yeah,
0: that's yeah. what
1: it's all about.
0: Who, who, who among us doesn't want that? Yeah. And that, that's what we were trained for from childhood that to get the mark. And what we need to do is is look at our lives from the perspective of the long haul
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that the and the approval that we're after. We're already approved by God through Christ's right. shed blood on the cross. We don't have to earn God's approval. Yeah. We don't have to earn God's love. We don't have to, you know, barter with him for his grace and mercy and forgiveness. It's already right. offered to us in the cross. And yet because of what has been made available to us in the cross, we have the opportunity to live a life of intentionality.
1: And live to the fullest.
0: Live to the fullest, even while the enemy is after us, I think John 10, 10, right? The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but But. Jesus has come to give us life and life to the full. And so I just wanted to read a little bit from uh, Matthew 25 and then close with Hebrews 13 which is a is a little bit of a jump, but I'll get us there. And so um, do you want to summarize a little bit of Matthew 25, the parable of the town? Sure. I mean, that. did I say the parable? The parable of the three yeah. servants. Mm-hmm.
1: So there are three individuals, and they work for their master, um, and he gets ready to go away on a trip, and so he entrusts them with some money while he is gone. So he gives the first servant uh, five bags of silver, uh, second one, two bags of silver, and to the third servant, one bag of silver. Um, And he leaves on his trip. And the servants all take like a different approach as to what they're doing with this money. Mm -hmm. So the first one invests the money and earns uh, doubles the, Mm -hmm. the money. And the second one does the same thing. He goes to work and he earns two more. So he doubles it. And the third servant takes the bag of money and digs a hole and sticks it in the ground. Yeah. And, and we might be like, okay, why do you stick it in the ground? And yet there weren't banking systems back mm-hmm. then. So like they would take value, their valuables and find a safe place and put it in the ground. Cause that was then like, that was their safe zone. Um, So the master is gone. It's interesting. Verse 19 says, after a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. Mm -hmm. So he'd been gone for a while. Um, It wasn't just like a two day, you know, a weekend trip and he's back. Right. Um, So he goes through and asks each of the servants um, what they have done with the money the first one comes forward and says, you know, you entrusted me with five bags of silver and I invested it and here is five more. And verse 21 is, here's these words that you had talked about before. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's
0: celebrate together. Okay, stop I- there for a second. Yeah, okay. So... Um- the, the word that tr- jumps out to me is in verse 20 in the NLT. It says, the servant to whom he had entrusted, mm-hmm. that there is a sense that what has God entrusted us with in our lives. And that's where kind of doing this equipped resource is that you, mm-hmm. you start thinking about what has God given me? What is he calling me to? What makes me unique and distinctive? And then this part where it says, Uh, You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Seriously, when I go through this resource at the end of every year, there is a celebration happening because it is a mile marker. It's a mile marker Mm -hmm. of another year. And the years have been building on years. I've been building on years. And I could see, like if I had a, if I plotted a chart in the different areas of my life, I could see how God has been entrusting me with more and more responsibility with each passing year.
1: Yeah. Well, and how he, like, expand your territory then. Yes. You know, the prayer of Jabez was, like, such a hot thing a few years ago. Right, right. And, you know, everybody, like, praying that prayer of, like, expand my territory. Well, but it, it starts with the little bit And like you said, you know, by having this system in place and by writing things down, you do. And I think we pray these blanket prayers and then we're like, oh, it didn't happen. Well, but when you're writing stuff down, you start to notice and you really tune into like, oh, my word, God opened this door and wait, look at what he's given me now. And and you start to
0: see with the like you said, kind of the broad strokes of what he has done. Yeah. Yeah. So then okay. he goes on to, I guess, picking up in verse 22, you want to describe that part of the story?
1: Yeah. So the servant then that had two bags of silver, he came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. Um, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. I love the fact that he says the same thing yes. to the servant that had two as to the servant that had five. Yep, yep. Because mm-hmm. to me, then again, that goes back to that each of us have unique gifts and abilities that God's given us. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with comparison then of like, oh, well, they've been given more and mm-hmm. I don't have as much as that person. You know, I don't have a a platform to speak on. Okay, you don't need a platform. Like, where are you with your children mm-hmm. and your family and your church community um, or your coworkers? Like, that's your platform. Yep. No, you're not Lisa Polyam, You're not Ann um, Voskamp. Like, that's okay mm-hmm. because you have your own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that fact that he's. It's still this same um, praise of well done and and still the promise of i'm going to give you more
0: yes so it's so cool and then we get to the yeah. servant who <laughs> you know the last one don't want to follow the example of just to point that out there so go ahead with right. that one
1: right so the one who had buried it and this floors me too to be honest you know verse 24 his response to this master i knew you were a harsh man harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. Yeah.
0: Like, clearly, he did not understand his master. (laughs) No, didn't understand his master. And operated in fear. Yeah. Which I think is a real powerful admonishment for us. Where Mm. are we clinging to something that God has given us out of fear of what will happen if we... Let go of control. Right. If we release that, if we invest that, that very thing that makes us afraid, what happens if we release it?
1: Well, because you're thinking like the stewardship, I think we often hear that. I remember growing up in church and you automatically go, stewardship is money, it's finances, Mm -hmm. you know? And yet, as we've been talking and I know we'll be talking more with the holy whole, uh, stewardship of everything. mind, body, soul, money, everything that yep. God has given you. And so yes though, maybe maybe your struggle is or somebody's struggle is finances. So you hold so tight to that. and yet when you stop and think about it, every single dollar you have is God's. Yep. He's the one who has given us our jobs and our homes and our cars. Um, speaking of which my car just died and I have no other vehicle, you know, but I, I don't know. It didn't, it it, it was a little annoying. I mean, you know, it's like, well, okay. Do we start riding our bikes to work? Um, (laughs) Fortunately, my parents live nearby. And so we were like, Hey, can, can we rent a vehicle from you? Um, but there wasn't this fear of like, how much is it going to cost? Where's the money going to come from? Um, it's like, all right, Lord. This is your vehicle. You know we need it. This is your money, um, and so if you choose to have us have to spend it in this way, then I submit that to you.
0: Right, right. And so he didn't submit. Yeah, I know. To trusting the servant <laughs> like you are doing with the Lord, um, and and he got rebuked. The master replied, "You wicked, wicked, and lazy servant. I knew." If you knew I harvested crops, I didn't plant and gathered crops, I didn't cultivate. Why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver to those who use well, what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant out into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. It's a harsh it fl- rebuke. I know. It's a harsh well, rebuke. Yeah. You know, we, are, we are stewards
1: of yeah. what you've given us, and we're going to fight with it at times, but we don't give up.
0: Right, right. You persevere. You don't do it perfectly, but no. you do it submitted. And I do think in flipping to Hebrews 13, I think that's where – we can close and camp out on. And I'm just going to hit some highlighting points. Uh, It's Paul writing to the Hebrews and Mm -hmm. it's his concluding chapter. And so I love it that he gives like all these like admonishments of like what to do, like keep loving each other, show hospitality to strangers, uh, give honor to marriage, don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. Uh, For God has said, I will never fail you and never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? And just in that one section alone, I read it and I'm like, man, this is just like the equipped resource. It's Mm. the action steps, right? It's like Paul saying, these are the areas that you need to give priority attention to. And Mm -hmm. we're not going to, of our own nature, give priority attention to those things if we don't sit down and decide what's priority.
1: And he really kind of covers, I mean, he covers everything. He's covered everything that we've been really talking about this morning. You know, the, the, the other people, the people that are around us, our relationships, our family relationships, um, our financial resources. And then he talks about community as he's going down with, um, admonishing us to how we behave leaders.
0: Yes, there's leadership. And then in verse eight, it's the remembrance that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, Mm -hmm. and forever. And you know, the admonishment there's do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Mm-hmm. I love this. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules. And he's talking about food, which and and there's context for why he's talking Correct. about that. But this idea that, that God is our strength and it's God's grace that's at work in us. Um, and then the reminder that we are living in light of of Jesus' suffering. Mm-hmm. And then again the the eternal reminder, verse 14. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home Mm -hmm. yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus Christ a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Don't forget to do good and share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. And so that's that's the goal is... Our offering our lives, it says in Romans 12:2 as yeah. a spiritual sacrifice, living sacrifice, a living worship. Um, and then at verse 20, it says, Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, we the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. And so kind of just circling back around that we can sit and, and pray and ask the Lord to give us a word and a verse and a mission statement and action steps and goals and all those things. And ultimately we know we're not doing it because we're going to do a better job. Right. We're doing it because we want to steward what he has given us well and that we're seeking for him to do the work, the equipping, the production, the good thing that is pleasing to him forever and ever, that right. he would get the glory at the end of it. all.
1: Yeah, because it's not about us working our way to heaven. No. Um, and if you think about it going, it just hit me, um, the three servants, the other two Why did they invest? In my estimation, there was there was respect for their master and a love for him. And a want a desire to do a good job. Yeah. Not because like, oh, he's going to force me or he's going to get upset when I get back. Mm -hmm. And that's where the third servant totally missed the boat because he he misunderstood and misread his master, which meant he didn't have a relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we have that relationship with God, we understand it's not because we're working at this, because it gives us anything. Right. It's a matter of there is this joy and this love out of serving God and offering a sacrifice of praise to Him, continual praise. Like, that's the thing. You know, the The Israelites were so caught up in the ritualistic sacrifice mm-hmm. and the Pharisees when Jesus was in their presence. Um, and yet, you know, Paul makes it so clear here that... Um, the continual sacrifice of praise to God, which is, as we go back to Romans, mm-hmm. that that living our life, that's what pleases him. That's what yep. brings him joy and, and honestly then flips around and brings us so much joy because we're going to hear those words from him right? when we see him face to face. Well done.
0: Well done, good and faithful servant. So we want to be well done women. Um, yep. And, and that's what our goal is. I mean, that's the goal of this podcast really is to help our sisters think biblically and live transformed. And the resource does not need to be overwhelming. It, I, my recommendation would be, get it, print it out, and and then sit with it and put some dates on the calendar between now and you give yourself till January 30th. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be done by the first, and, and begin the process. And maybe it takes you a whole year to fill this out for the first time sure uh, it is, so there is the like worksheet at a glance but I, there's also teaching in the resource and then there's the uh, brainstorming spaces so get it print it use it and watch what god will do in your life um, and when it comes to that one point of like how are you going to be in the word th- they can join us to be in the word i know this year So let me just hit on Brave together for a minute. So we um, are using a book that I wrote and didn't really share very much about back in 2017. I wrote it and was finished with it in 2018, but Unblinded Faith came out. So Brave fell to the background. But Brave is built on 52 biblical principles that offer us 52 action steps to be women of God in this world today as we yearn for eternity. And so what we're gonna do in the More To Be Facebook group that we call our tribe Facebook group, we're going to introduce a principle every Sunday night from that book. And then we're going to study the scripture verses that go with that principle during the week. And we're gonna use our raw scripture study method. So there will be a worksheet, that a free downloadable worksheet that will come out every month that includes the principles and the key verses so that mm-hmm. you can be doing the the reading of the verses in the context of the chapter, the applying of the verses by talking it and putting it into action that week, and then the writing of the verses. Actually, you'll be able to write it right on the worksheet this year um, mm. as a keeping it in your Bible if you want or in a journal, not a journal, a notebook, um, and and then just have that way of like, how do I think intentionally? and live biblically. And what I'm going to do is do it with my Caitlin, who's 13. Mm -hmm. So Sunday nights, we're going to have time together and, and read the principle. And then two more times during the week, connect to talk about the scripture verses and read those and take her through it because she's ripe at that stage where she wants that time with me still. And I really want her to understand how to be more than just a Sunday school girl. And a Christian school girl. I want her to own her faith as her own and know how to read the word. So I'm so excited. (laughs) I am too. I love this book. So you do. And and you know this book because you helped me get it all formatted. (laughs) And so what, what about this book do you love? What makes it feel good to you?
1: I love just the simplicity to me of the concept of one kind of principle per week and being able to really just kind of focus on that and digest that. Um, I think the other thing is, though, I love the idea of, I mean, just the title, Brave Together. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I think we just feel very isolated in the struggles and challenges we go through and this this like, all right, God, I'm holding on. And we do, we need to hold on to him. And, mm-hmm. and that's where we find our strength and our courage. And yet, um, I have found so much peace though, having you on the other end of the line yeah. to, to pray with and to share struggles with and to know that even when I fall or falter, um, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and, 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 I don't have to feel bad about that. You point me back to the scripture and remind me of what I honestly know in my head, but having somebody else echo it back to me just helps solidify it and say, no, you are correct. Like, don't let the devil get you down on this. Mm -hmm. Um, So that idea of brave together in the fellowship, just, I don't know, it resonates with me and makes me feel stronger Yeah, that, yeah, I am a warrior for Christ, but I'm not fighting by myself. Like he's with me and he's surrounded me with, other women who are in the battle together. Yeah. Cause you can imagine like being out on a battlefield by yourself. No, that'd be so scary. Stupid. So scary. As a matter of fact. And, yeah. I mean, honestly, no, no general would ever send out like no. go you're by yourself. Have fun with that. You're fighting off, you know, all of yeah. this evil host. Um, yeah. It's done in, I mean, war is done in community. It yeah. sounds horrible, but when you're thinking about spiritual warfare and what we all face, like, we're so much stronger together, banded yeah.
0: together. Yeah. So I'm so glad that this book and the title of this book that that we really we really came up with it together in many ways and and being able to to use it and grow deeper into it. These are principles that I'm grateful to be revisiting and we'll even be talking about them on the podcast. So it should be yeah. neat to see a year from now the testimony of what God has done in our lives True. by digging deeper into scripture. So Kaylee, will you wrap us up in a quick word of prayer here before sure. we go? Heavenly father,
1: we just thank you and praise you for who you are. Um, you have created each one of us uniquely and you've given each of us a community to pour into, whether it's our families or churches or broader across the world Um, you have placed each one of us specifically where you want us and you say just serve me just love the people around me around you and um, and serve them well and so I just ask that you would please be with each of us and each of our listeners that you would guide us as we get ready to start this new year and that as we look at these principles and as we um, figure out how to how you want to equip us this year and use us that we would just be um, moldable and soft to your guidance. Um, Continue to watch over each one of us and um, bless us as we head into this holiday season and into another year. We love you so much for all of your many blessings and for who you are and for who you say we are. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, sister. You're welcome. Thank you everyone for listening to the more to be podcast. We are praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during your time with us today. If you'd like to show your support for the ministry of more to be and our podcast, we'd love for you to become a more to be sisterhood circle member. You'll be blessed with our signature courses and resources while being a blessing to others. In addition, you'll get a free copy of brave together as a download. You can also get that book as a paperback book on Amazon. To learn more about the Sisterhood Circle, visit moretobe.com slash podcast for a special link just for our listeners. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.